Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now we're going to play the latest track from our good friend and Al Coretta's twin brother, Justin James Coretta. The track is called The Water, and it's going to lead you into the episode. Enjoy. Truth.
Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair, Al Coretta, back together. Do we have some sweet backgrounds? I'm loving it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Apparently I didn't get the memo. You didn't get the no, memo. I think that's, that's what happens like, when you show up an hour late. Whatever. I think, I think just none, none, of us, none of us are proud of our homes. Like that's Kind of messy. That could so. be part of it. Yeah, mine's just moving, mine's just moving boxes behind me. It's like a cellophane wrapped uh, dresser and and Home Depot boxes from the move. That's fair. That's fair. That's okay. So Colt ha- Colt has a background. I do. Yeah. You have like a, a podcast studio with the Black Mamba. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's badass. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's all good. Um, so I heard something today that I never thought I'd hear in my entire life. And Al, you might be, you might feel the same way when you hear this. So let's see at 6 53 AM this morning, I get a text message from Patrick. It's a video of Beartooth, new video with Hardy. You saw a new video with the text that says they are going to fuck around and make me start liking country singers. Never in my life did I think I would hear Patrick Blair Never did I think I would say that. <laughs> but the song rules. It's fucking awesome. They are my favorite band. But here's and the thing. I don't know that... Is Hardy like straight country? I don't know Hardy much. Okay, can I give you a full disclosure? I didn't know who that was. I had to look him up. Okay. 
So but when you the idea, up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when I looked him up, he's a country songwriter. He writes songs for Florida Georgia Line, all the all the stars. Okay. okay. He's written songs for them. So I guess he's more of I mean, he's a solo artist too, but he's I guess he's more renowned as a writer for those folks. But uh Okay. And you know, when he sings on the track, you can tell a little country twang yeah, to his voice twang, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it works. I the song's awesome, dude. I, I mean, that band can do no wrong for me right now. So I get, I mean, whatever. This, this but... new album is legit, dude. It's so good. I mean, every, I mean, there are four singles in now. They haven't released the record yet, and they're all awesome. I was on the shitter, and it came up on my YouTube, and I just said, "Oh my god!" And my <laughs> wife's like, "What?" I'm like, "I'll tell you in a minute." <laughs> More don't sinkers worry. than floaters. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Come in here and see this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say that. <laughs> but I immediately showed it to her. I was like, can you believe this? Like, you know, but what a good idea. Also, the guy obviously has a following from what I, well, again, I don't listen to country, so I didn't know who he was, but I looked him up and fucking guy's got views upon views upon views and obviously he's doing things if he's writing songs for all those folks but what okay what a good okay, idea okay, on okay. their part what, to like but what do you mean by you know, what a good idea like it, it, uh, and the reason why i say that is because it's like it almost sounds like you're saying that we haven't had like this kind of a crossover before or, ha or have, no, have I'm not, no no i'm not saying that i i just think for them what a good idea okay because okay i've said this to you on the podcast before when i <laughs> Every every song they've released for this record, when I go to YouTube and I look at the views for the video, or I'm like, God damn, I feel like this should have so much more. Right. And maybe I just think they're bigger than they are. And I don't mean that as an insult by any means, <laughs> but I hold them to a I guess a higher standard than most people. Uh so I think for them it's a good crossover technique or move or whatever. I don't know. Um But I feel like the subject matter of the song and the songs that they've put out thus far for this record, it's a it's a whole new sort of vibe. Whereas before Caleb's lyrics were really sort of dark and I'm I'm in a bad place. I'm trying to figure it out. And I feel like I, we talked about this again. I don't mean to be redundant, but like with these songs, he's like, I've kind of figured it out and I feel better, but let's work on it some more. Like, let's come together and keep doing this type. Like, that's the overall theme I get out of all of these songs. And with this song, it's especially like that. But the music video is goofy. Like, they're playing golf and they're just having goofing around in a golf cart and they're recording the song. Like, it's just fun. And, you know, like, uh, you know, for a heavier band, and I'm using air quotes for people listening, like, you, you know, like for them to just be silly, it's like, you know. I guess it's still a little bit against the rules from time to time for <laughs> heavier <laughs> music. So I, I think it's cool. And I think it's a good move. I'll shut up now. But that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Al, have you heard the song? I have not. I mean, I you know, I'm not really a, a, a I don't know what you call bear tooth fans if they're toothies or like they have Swifties. <laughs> See, why you got to be weird about it? You could have said I'm not a bear tooth fan. So can I, can I, ask, I mean, can, can I, ask I'm just, you? I'm just not a toothy, you know, can I, ask I, I, you, I didn't think, I didn't think you were, to be honest with you. No, but, I, uh, and the stuff that I've heard from bear tooth, I enjoy it. It's just, you know, I don't listen to that type of music on my daily. You know, what I've been listening to is uh smash mouth, Fushu Mang, their first album. Great fucking album. Okay. And it's like, you know, RIP Steve, you, you, you but, preach it. RIP. Yeah. And I've been saying for years that that is one of the most underrated albums ever I made. I believe you. 
Like I'm I'm serious. Like I believe you. Please just give it a shot. Please, Patrick, <laughs> my children. You. I just, they need I, just you keep, to I just keep I just keep forgetting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't deny it. I don't doubt it. No, it's just it's just good. Like I don't, anyway, we we don't even talk about that. Anyway, R.I.P. Steve. We love you. Uh, you know, whatever. But I, I'm not a big. I'm I'm just not a big like modern. If it's if, it, if it's modern and it's heavy, it's just it's got to have more than, you know, I guess what the status quo has been for the last 20 years of heavy music. Right. Where it's just like big breakdowns, big chuggies, yeah, yeah. big screams, big drops. It's like. I need I need melody, bud. I need good melody. Yeah, I think and they have that. I, I think they do, too. But like I need yeah. good. I, I need good melody that like isn't also compressed to high holy hell in my eardrums. Like I, I listen to some of these newer albums and I'm like it fatigues me instantly. And like I, I don't know if it's like I'm just getting older. You getting and, old, Bubba. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like in touch, well, man. So but, are but you like listen to listen to Beartooth and then listen and I know it's like the genre wise, it's completely out in different spectrums, right? But you listen to an album and I could guarantee the newest Beartooth or uh, who who's who else is like in that s- space i guess like bring me the horizon or who's like sure any of the, yeah exactly even Dayseeker. like you listen to those kinds of albums and then you run back and you listen to like uh rumors by fleetwood mac and it's like it's just it's well, just jesus you. i didn't think you were going that far back <laughs> no no i, mean, I did or, i did <laughs> or 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 just go back and listen to fucking like the eagles even you know what i mean like or whatever and, and those that's heavier yeah, and yeah, rumors. I would say, right? I mean, like even their like rock stuff. It's like it. It's not as like chaotic in your face. Well, that's to be expected, though, right? I know, but it's like if your genre is based off of just like like you're on this fucking roller coaster and you're never no, getting you. off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're you're going in a loop and you don't stop. And it's like okay, okay, thank you. Do you have an acoustic breakdown somewhere, please? Just, just. Can we stop hitting the fucking LA2A so hard? You know, I, I I'm just it's it, it's it's fatigued me to a point where I'm like, eh. I'm thinking I'm thinking about the I get, play- I get what the, you're saying. I'm thinking about the playlist in my phone, like two different playlists that I have. One is easy listeners and one is gym bangers. And that's like the two things that you just named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, they I, are did complete that, I did that today. To each other. I did that today. I listened to all the new Beartooth songs uh back to back to back, starting with Riptide ending with the newest one that came out today. And then the, and I thought I was going to go back, but you went way further back than I was. But then the next thing that played for me, because I told Colt that I was like, I got to get back into this record. I want to listen to it again. was in utero by Nirvana. Yeah. That was the next thing that played great. Total difference, total, total difference, but sonically speaking, they're both fucking so good. And I know there's the dynamic is so crazy and different, but I appreciate both and i guess in different ways um but i know what you're saying i guess is the point of, of what i'm saying i i yeah. understand that uh because when you go from one to the other it's like woof, that's uh <laughs> yeah al are you actively yeah. looking for new music very often or are you still almost you- never that's what i almost yeah, never okay. okay i think we've actually had this conversation where it's like probably yeah i'm so stuck on my old shit like i'm i'm on my bullshit almost every day you know what i mean like 
and if I listen, like I listen to Bo Burnham's inside, like the soundtrack to that, like that's that's what I start my day with most days because it's like it's just fun little stuff. I enjoy it. It's just quippy and whatever. And like, was that the was that the last? Wait, his like Netflix his Netflix special. Yeah, well, was that the last one that he put out? Was that the he the did the, he's in his inside, house the whole time? He did like yeah. Well, he was in you know he was it was during the quarantine and all that. Yeah, yeah, okay, like, okay, yeah, yeah. But he did like a, mm-hmm. he did the actual like inside and released it on Netflix, I guess. And mm-hmm. then um, he did like a behind the scenes. It's like inside outside or something. I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a, a behind the scenes ish plus extras and like had extra songs on it, whatever. But it's like I listen to crap like that. Like I am not I don't know, man. I don't I don't care. Like I, fuck your band, you know, like I don't. <laughs> I'm over it. Like anybody who's doing new shit, it's like great. I'm happy for you. We're 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 getting into this time it's now fine. where I have friends that are like you that are like, dude, I this is what I listen to. It's like me trying to play like Papa Roach for my dad, and my dad's like a Creedence Clearwater Revival and an Eagles right. and all that, and he's like, dude, what is this shit? Like, get this out of my ears. Let play something better. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Maybe I'm just. I, I've just been so busy and like, I don't give myself time to listen to music. Right. Yeah. And I, I should like, if I'm going to try to be a musician at any point in my life of doing things, but like, I don't know, especially right now, I don't have any really active. I don't have any active musical product projects, any active, I should say. So it's like, eh, yeah, maybe I'll do this other thing. Maybe I'll just try to get in shape one of these days instead. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I'm either I'm either in all the way on something or I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why why not do both? Fuck. Discover new shit while getting you know. in shape. Yeah, you could be in the gym listening to new music like at the same yeah. time. In the gym? They wish they could get me in that place, dude. No way. No way. Dude, they should pay me to show up. No way. I can't. Uh, no, it's just it's more or less I think it's just like an ADHD brain thing where it's like uh, things are um, mutually exclu- exclusive while I'm like doing like self care or like working on myself or working on a project. It's like if I'm jumping into something, I'm jumping into that. And I'm not doing anything else. So like if I if I'm jumping into a musical project, like I'm studying, I'm trying to figure out what's gonna work, what's not gonna work, and like, but like once once that like you know ooh shiny fades, it's like eh, it's gone. And I feel the same way whenever I'm like listening to music. It's like, okay, cool. I really like this album. It was great. Um, I'll listen to it maybe four or five times. And then it could never, you know, grace my uh, whatever. I don't do Spotify, but like, you know, my uh, my Apple Music or uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't fuck, fuck Spotify, dude. <laughs> do, do we release this on Spotify? We do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, fuck you. So... <laughs> um, whatever dude uh they so so it's i think it's just uh getting older slash um losing interest in monotony slash um maybe jaded yeah maybe jade is the right word for that just but do you really think but i i'm glad you said that because i think this is a good conversation to have do you really think you really think it's getting older though do you think that's what let me tell you why i'm asking you that because like for me and again, this might be totally anecdotal and it might just be, you know, my my thing. But 
see, like for me, I got to challenge myself to like listen to new stuff only because it inspires me. And it not doesn't even need to be like an inspiration musically. It just inspires me to just feel whatever that feeling that song gives me that I just listened to, to act upon that feeling and do something good. Yeah. That day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for um, sure. I, I kind of you can still get that from old stuff you've been listening to for years and years. But when you have something new, it just for me, it adds that extra little bit of a boost and a little bit of like, I'm glad I discovered that. Now, right. let me go ahead and capitalize. I know that's so lame and I sound like such a no, dork, but like, no, I, I totally uh, understand. So for me, as I get older. I don't want to like miss out on younger stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't even know when I say that, I don't even know what that means. Cause like, is there a rule that says you have to listen to an artist that's the same age as you or within the same like age demographic as you like when I, I just went on a vacation, a family vacation and my nieces and nephews are all, you know, two are in college and the other two are, one's going to be going to college in a year. The other's going to be in high school next year. And we've, we did a family playlist, a vacation playlist on stupid Spotify. I added 16 hours of music long before <laughs> anyone added one song. And my nephew goes, dude, you added 16 hours of music. Like, why do you have 16 hours of music in your brain? I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Why don't you just listen instead of asking me those types of stupid questions? Just listen. All right. And how did, and that, like, how did that go? Did you uh, acknowledge I put a him? lot of stuff and they were like, why do you listen to this? This is like what our friends listen to. I'm like, I don't necessarily listen to it. I heard the song a couple of times and I like it. I thought it'd be cool to hear while I'm sitting in a lake. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like it, that's it. You know, like there's no, I don't have, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be younger. It's just, I like catchy shit. I like heavy shit. I like easily listening shit. You know, I like it all. Yeah. Uh, so, do you, do you think do you think there's know. something like um, there's a word for it now and I can't remember what it is, but like kind of like the Netflix thing or the Hulu, the streaming service thing where, you know, you scroll through it forever and then you just land back on the one thing that you're used to watching, like The Office or something like that. Like, you think it's the same kind of thing with music, too? It's like once you get to a certain I don't know if it's an age thing or not, but like once you get to a certain age, you're just like, ah. I can look through Apple Music and look at all this music and just fall back to, you know, listen to what I always listen to. Can I can I tell you something? Uh -huh. I think that's true for most people, but for this motherfucker right here, no, because <laughs> he knows more about music than most people. I got you. So I, I've I've got something. You're a motherfucker here. in a good way, by the way. I love you. <laughs> right. Goes without saying. Uh, yeah. So. I, I want to point this out because we're talking about like, uh, you know, inspiration from, from songs and then also like the timeline of all things. Right. I think the, you know, we attribute songs to places in our lives. Right. I, I can, I can tell you an exact moment where I was on the back roads with uh, all my buddies doing questionable things with questionable substances and we were having a really good time and we were listening to taking back Sundays louder now. And I will never not have that joyous feeling of being on a back road, lighting one up and just chilling out and like singing dumb songs about how life isn't fair. Right. 
And I, I think that I think that stokes a certain flame within. And it's I think it's a chicken or the egg thing, right? Like so I go back to those tunes and that and like my stuff that I really like because of that, because it's like, oh, that, that made me feel like this back then. I'm gonna feel a little bit like that today. You know what I put on yesterday morning on the way to work? Creed. Higher. <laughs> I was gonna oh, guess ICP, but bro, I <laughs> I live by the hatchet, die by the hatchet, baby. Um, so no, I put on Creed, dude, because I was like, oh, dude. Like it's okay to like Creed now. Like, and I always wait. Liked did them. you? Did you? Was there a time that you listened to Creed? Like, you not were, like, like into them, not heavily, but it was all it was all over the place. It was it's like the Nickelback thing, right? So it was all over the place. Yeah. You're hearing it. it. I'm sure I had a burnt CD with it on it somewhere, right? But I didn't like. I wasn't like a fanatic or anything. I didn't, you know. I don't know. It, it wasn't part of my culture at the time, right? That was more like the. The, the kids who like went to Bible camp and shit and who like learned how to play guitar. They're like, Oh, Creed's great. You know, they're talking about Jeebus and that's awesome. You know, but like, that wasn't me. I just like heard the songs. I'm like, with arms wide open. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, wow, that's, that's weird. That's cool. Like it's impactful, like something strange and like has these like heavy guitars, but like really like silky ish voice thing going on. It was weird. And I like, I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. Dude, the production on those records is insane. It, yeah. It's and the, fucking insane. And like I'm not a fan of that band. I can't get over the voice. But those songs are really good and the production is like I said, it's insane. Yeah. And I mean the and the guitar work, I mean like you can't oh, yeah. tell me that the musicianship isn't good on Oh, that, it's, the, it's outstanding. You know I mean? Like That's a, yeah. Great. It's, but um anyway, like you know, it what I'm saying is like we we attribute music uh, re- retrospectively, not like not necessarily in the moment. Like you may internalize something with uh, a a piece that you already know if you have like a solid enough reaction in the moment while it's happening, right? If I get my leg torn off to Careless Whisper, I'm gonna remember that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gonna be really hard to take over those other feelings that you have about it, right? Like. I don't know. I and to me, I guess like I don't have the opportunity to to listen to these new artists or even just new music. It doesn't have to be new artists, young artists, and create those new like vibes that I connect with. It's it, I think it's harder to have the time to do that. And like I'm 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 too busy to give a fuck about what's playing on the radio while I'm doing stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, I y'all think put, it does. Y'all put it on Spotify when you fucking <laughs> No. No. I don't I I don't plan it out that far ahead. Like okay. to, to I'm do... just curious. I've never done it before. And it was like okay. you know, you always you always hear about like the people putting uh uh you know um uh what's the guy's name? Marvin uh, Gay. Yeah, whatever, you know. Uh <laughs> I'm thinking of a particular artist that doesn't come to mind. I'm sorry. Uh, but like you always hear that you see on the movies or whatever, it's like ooh, put on some Barry White or whatever. And uh, are you sure I you mean, don't I have my own playlist? Are, are I don't you need Spotify? Are, are you? Oh, oh, is, there it is. There it is. So you like okay. you plan you plan it out. You light some candles. I got the, I got the bedroom playlist. Yeah, bro. got that ambiance. Got the ambiance. There's I've a never... war on it, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No, mine's mine's ICP, like we were talking about. I keep yeah. two liters of Fago next to the bed. <laughs> so you oh. ready, baby? <laughs> like, Dude, that that's that is the second episode in a row that we've mentioned Gwar and ICP together. <laughs> we did this last <laughs> episode too. <laughs> that's the yeah, best. they've been on my mind. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean they were I think they were in St. Louis recently. That could be it. Uh, Gore, be did, it yeah. Gore did like an NPR Tiny Desk concert. I think. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yes, they yeah. did. Yes, they did. I haven't seen it yet. I need. What to a see terrible it. idea. What an awful idea. I, I don't know. It could be pretty awesome. No, who cares? That's a shock band. Like, they're, <laughs> do you they're, think they throw their whole their whole <laughs> appeal is to have a cool stage show that is like, you know, vile and gro- whatever. Like, no, nobody cares about the musicianship of that band. Why like, can't you do that at a Tiny Desk? The band doesn't even. Because it's it's not like a good format for it. Like the the format does not lend itself to a shock and awe band. Is this something think, we're gonna have to look up right now? You th- you think it, it's like having? I, I kind of uh, do want to see it actually. It's it's like having David Copperfield do his act in the middle of the street like David Blaine. It's it's the wrong format. I heard wow, that, that is really specific. I heard okay. that Cypress Hill did one no, it's, too. It's, it's perfect. It's a good analogy. Leave me alone. No, I just don't know anything about either of those two dudes, so I'm out. David I'm out Copperfield, big stage show, like. Tigers, I mean, I get, whatever. I get, yeah, I get that. Move the that. Empire State Building with his mind, whatever. And then what? you have David Blaine, who does like card magic with his hands, and it's like up close. Hold on a second. Stuff. Do you do magic? Me? No, my brother does. You believe in magic? I don't believe in magic. Fuck you. I wanted you to finish the lyric. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, <laughs> in uh, young girl's heart. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> what did you say Colt I don't remember what did I say I don't either damn it <laughs> I'm <laughs> I sorry I'm derailing all this so I, no, I, 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 let me try to get us back on track here I was asking if you all put on some tunes for the shtupin but um, oh, yeah. oh yeah and I was going to ask if I was being serious because he it was kind of one of those situations where he's like do you guys do this oh yeah me neither <laughs> yeah. that's what it's no, like it's, it's not a thing like it's it's definitely not a standard <laughs> standard practice right it's not in the playbook um oh you know what i do have a question for you guys oh, before we shit. move on to the next topic i'm gonna bring up a topic here Step. how how often do you guys think about the like the roman empire uh have you guys seen have you guys seen this like no, apparently, no. apparently, dudes think about the Roman Empire all the time, and like, uh, it's it's a big TikTok and whatever, however many copies of TikTok they have out there now of like people's girlfriends and wives asking their significant others, like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? People are saying like every day. I'm like, I I think about the Roman Empire the same amount of time that I think about Santa Claus. Like, like I don't think about Santa Claus. The, you know, the, I mean, because you mentioned it, this is the first time. Did yeah, I've I... thought about the Roman Empire once, just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since social well, studies in high school, I, I mean, this is it. Doing my yeah. duty. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. It's it's a thing. Apparently, like, guys, it's. I think it's, like, the new, um, it's probably, and it might, we might just be older, but um, I think it's, like, the same way that certain dudes are, like, obsessive about, like, World War II and, like, that kind of stuff. You know, they have the same goes, right? Like, whenever you turn 30, uh, you got to get either really into World War II or you have to get into uh, smoking meat. I just seen that today. Where I yeah. was it on Facebook or something? I just, I literally just seen that quote today. Whatever. It's in the machine, dude. There's like 20 million posts that say the exact same thing like that. But, okay. Uh, 
like I think that, that that might be like the new thing, right? Instead of it being like World War II, it's the Roman Empire instead. Hmm. Yeah, I'm out on that one. Yeah, me too. I don't I, I don't know shit. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's a relevant thing. <laughs> All right, somebody else talk. I'm uh, fucking I want I want to see the tiny desk. Are you are you gonna bring out the tiny desk for uh I will war? if you really want to see it. I do yeah. kind of want to see it. I mean, who doesn't want to see that? Well, can anybody can something. anybody in here name a Gore song? No. Like, if they ever had a song that was like on the radio that like no. people knew, I think about Gore the same amount that I think about the Roman Empire. Saw <laughs> 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 that coming. Yeah, here it is. Hey, don't tee it up if you don't want to go. That was a layout, dude. <laughs> my bad, man. My bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, this happened a month ago? It was recent, yeah. I thought it would have been like something that happened that people finally just discovered, you know? Here it comes. Did you see the juvenile one? Oh, I loved it so much. Excellent. Excellent. Fucking was great. We played it on the show for one of the episodes. They said it couldn't be done. You know, we're actually actually a little uh, nervous here at, uh, you know, it's the home of. uh, Nina Totenberg and uh... all right, come on. come on, fellas, get on with it. I mean, do you not care that Matt. Sex Cow was just playing that tasty lick, Al? I mean, just come on, masters of their crafts. I mean, like absolute <laughs> masters. On, well, I mean, come on. Dude. Can you guys help me? Is the singer wearing a fat suit or is he fat? I think he's fat. I also think he's fat. Oh, wait, that he's guy? put on yeah. bigger tits. Yeah, okay, I get it. Now. Look at the belly. The belly's bouncing. I think those abs are real, though. I got a fucking fish. Got a big long dick dog. Took it off. Corner cop. Big dang dick. Gosh, I don't have a way I will Venmo you twenty dollars if you stop this now. I, yeah, I'm okay, okay if we stop. That was incredibly. I, mean, I terrible. didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but okay. No, no. You know, you know how you stop. I'll this? watch it on my own time. These guys need to just be brought to a bowling alley, and this—that's their new hobby instead of this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like you're done. Stop, please stop. They could just be stop playing a bowling it. alley, huh? They could be playing a bowling alley. No, no. You won't even give them a bowling alley. No, no. They should be why they should be in the back cleaning up all the shitty pins like that. Like, no, <laughs> unreal. It's no, nah. I, I get fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I never really got into gore. I had I, I knew a couple of people. I had a roommate that was. He's fucking obsessed with them. Um, well, I'm not hang, sure hang what, I mean, he, well, was he's that, a psycho. 
Was that but, song kind of what gore is like, or was that just a random? They were just doing that for shits and giggles. I mean, should we look up like real gore? I don't know. Is if that we real? Should or not. Is that not real? I don't is know. I don't. Gore? I don't know anything about gore. I just know they dress uh, up. And... What's their big? It's a. Uh, what's the song called? If you want blood, I think it's what it's called. Hold on. Yeah, I know this song. Okay. Let's do this one real quick. I'm sure Al will Venmo me another 20 to turn it off. <laughs> I will, seconds, dude. So. Oh, it's not a video. Well, something tells me we'll get cut off in Russia if I play the video. So oh, I, guess. I want the Russians to see this podcast. This feels like 80s. Hey, oh, look, garbage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. It's fun. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's It exists. It's, it's no creed. No, I, I can tell you that. It's fun. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd have fun at one of those shows. Don't they like <laughs> fuck people on stage and stuff? I know they do like sacrifices what? and stuff, like weird shit. No, they don't do. Who are you? Jose Mangan, they don't do sacrifices. No, actually, they do. That's one of the things they do on stage, oh, is they sacrifice God. somebody. What does that mean? I, it's I, fake, I've never, I've I mean, never seen it. People, but... <laughs> I've never seen it, personally. I just know that they do. Yeah. You just heard that? You read that? No, actually, I know that because, like, uh, you know, King Scott from the Rizzuto show? He was one that was sacrificed last year. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Well, just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right, Let's I get... did. I think, I think Gore might have been on that Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Oh, okay, that just happened. Did you guys hear about this? Or, All or I let know, me know what you've heard about it. All I know wasn't there like a storm or something that they weren't able to play, and then I seen like bands like on a trailer out in the field singing to random people. Well, you sent me the video of the dudes in Shinedown and Oliver Anthony doing Simple Man. Yeah. Which, dude, I didn't watch it until today. That was a shit ton of people there for that. Yeah. Like, I anticipated it being like, I don't know, 200 people just kind of, you know, because they were doing a nice thing. Like, this festival got canceled. We still want to give the fans something because we don't get to play. Come check it out. Whatever. And, you know, Oliver, Oliver Anthony played the festival earlier that morning or that week that I don't even know if he played the same day as them. But uh, so he's the hottest thing. So why not bring him up for some viral videos? Right. So I thought that was cool. But, uh, yeah, if you if you dig deeper into the actual festival and I, I this again, this is something we talked about on the show. I showed you the lineup when it got announced, Colt. And I was like, dude, look at this insane lineup. And I was more excited because they had a full festival lineup Thursday through Sunday. Or was it Friday? I don't remember. But And then they had club nights, Al, to, to round out the day. Dude, the first club night was Vanilla Ice. And um, let me just find it. Let me just find yeah, it. Yeah, find it, please. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, dude, if I went to this, I would be more excited for the club nights than the actual festival so itself. Explain, yeah. explain to me what a club uh, night is at a festival. I don't know, like the after party. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I know, I know, what the, I know that. I just mean like shining lights. But, but I mean, is like, is this there at the same festival grounds? Yeah. Like, probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. they probably have like a tent area. <clears throat> oh, yeah, okay. A lot of like a lot of these festivals, they'll have like an EDM like stage, but it's usually mm-hmm. like under one of the big tops. Gotcha. Okay. Like All right, dude. Shotgun style dude, thing. This is so cool. So Thursday night, the club night is Flowrida and Vanilla Ice. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Friday night, it's Two Chains and Soldier Boy. Okay. Saturday, three six mafia, ICP and Project Pat. This Get is a whole. This, this is a whole festival. That's its yes. own festival. That's its yes. own festival, dude. Just yes. fuck everything. Just else. sleep all day. Yes. Get hammered at night and just do the club nights. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I was more excited for that than anything else. I was like, I want to go to that. So anyway, uh. We talked about it when it when that lineup got announced or when the festival got announced and the lineup actually came out. I was like, dude, I'm not gonna be able to go, obviously. But um, I was like, Yeah, this is and and it's not the first year that they've done it. And I remember reading on Twitter and you know, random places about the previous years, and I read some negative stuff, but you know, any music festival comes with its its kinks, right? You 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 know, something didn't work correctly, something wasn't cleaned up. We didn't get this. We didn't get that. This band didn't show up. This band, whatever. So I was kind of just like, you know, shrugged it off. And then I started seeing stuff about this year's festival. And, you know, so they did have legitimately bad weather one day. I guess it was like Thursday. Maybe Friday. And uh, I remember seeing a bunch of people and like band dudes tweeting about it and posting about it. And they go, hey, don't believe anything you hear about this festival from here on out. They're going to blame the weather. They're going to use the weather as the scapegoat to it's just a shit show. You know, I saw that that, you know, I'm obviously paraphrasing what was said by numerous people. But I saw basically that same that same sentiment by many people just being like, don't believe what you read about what the festival saying. We know we were here. This is a shit show. So, and so no before one's you move being on, treated correctly. So before you move on, is this a festival that's put on every year or is this a new festival? So it it's like three years old. I think they've done I think this was like the third or fourth one. Okay. Fourth at the most. So and we'll watch a video that dude talks about it and he I think he mentions how many years they've done it. But um you know, it's it's a part of this new wave of rock and metal festivals, which I really like, and I've been to a couple of them where they they've basically they've created a circuit for all these elderly these elder bands to this is how you make your living now. You yeah. know, this and I love it. I think it's cool. Now, some people complain about it, like why can't some of the younger bands sort of be the forefront of these festivals and headline them? We won't get into that. They don't put but, asses in seats. That's it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You have to money, baby. Correct. And, but dude, you know, who doesn't want to go see, you know, in, in one day, go see, I don't know. You might in the same day, might see ice cube play with Papa Roach. And then the next day you might see corn and you might see, I don't know, the mighty, mighty boss tones got together. That's the kind of shit that they make happen with these festivals. You know what I mean? So for older folks and then the folks that kind of live on nostalgia, which is what we do these days, 
it works. But so anyway, the you know, people were just going on and on and on about, you know, don't believe what you read from the people of this festival. This is a shit show. And then um, you know, Colt, you sent me the video of the shine down dudes and the, you know, playing the the song or whatever. And when I saw that, I go, okay, so it's it's called off. Obviously, some bands are pissed. Some bands like Shinedown are like, well, let's do what we can. And so I kind of had like this conflicted thing going on in my brain where it's like, well, okay. Are people just bitching to bitch or was it really that bad? So then I just started doing my, like, just started looking into it more. And uh, so the tour manager for Electric Cowboy he tweet he posted something about it, but then he actually released a video, and it's it's long, so we won't watch the whole thing. But he released a video, and he talked about in a very professional way. By the way, this wasn't just like a rant on social media, like a, a short where he's just like "fuck this" and "fuck that" and "fuck them" and blah 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 blah, and rally behind me. It wasn't like that at all. It was very professional. He talked about from a to z this is how we booked this festival this is what we were told we were getting this is what we were told we were supposed to be doing this is what we expect a day of show he goes like through the whole thing um so i had a like a a profound respect for the fact that he took the time to do that because honestly if you're a part of a shit like like a, a shit show day like that you get emotional and you just do something stupid right now he waited he didn't do it the same day. Obviously, he waited and collected his thoughts and put together something. But like, he could have very easily been an asshole. And we, Al, I'm sure you've encountered them. We know plenty of tour managers that would have just taken to the airwaves and been like, "Yeah, fuck these people. They fucked us I, over." And yeah, <clears throat> I think know. there's a potential for that. I think I think tour managers kind of get a bad rap because like they're assholes 100 the the ones that need to be are assholes are the ones who need to be assholes in the times where they need to be assholes and that's what makes a good term tour manager to some degree at least in my experience of seeing them you know yeah. uh, i mean if you're if you're not able to fight for your band then you're useless on the road for and especially with a you know lower tiered band or you know somebody who's not getting as good booking uh and, and billing yeah I'll tell you a, f- a quick funny story and we'll get back. Sorry, but it just made me think about it. My and God, I was man. actually thinking, I was thinking about this guy when I watched this video. So I, I did a, a, a several weekend runs with a band. I was signed into a, an indie label and their tour manager always had this reputation. Everybody thought he was on drugs. And he wasn't, but everybody thought he was because, and here's why, because he was so into his job and so wired all the time that by the end of the night, he looked like a fucking zombie. So everybody just assumed like this guy's fucked up. You know, he hasn't touched anything. He's just yeah. that way. Like he's been so on top of everything and so stressed out by it. Like he let it consume him to the yeah. point that he would be zombified. And I, when I watched, when I heard about this and I watched this video from this tournament, I thought about that dude. I was like, if he were to have been in this situation, this would have been the type of video that he would have put out because he was the guy who knew every detail about everything so much to the point that it, like, it almost killed him. I think I can't wait. Like he was just like so into it. And, but the band, they, they fucked around and they, the, you know, didn't deliver on a lot of things. So he felt like he was responsible and he like felt obligated to like, you know, 
assume the responsibility of like, yeah, we fucked up when she really wasn't fair to him and he didn't have to do that, but he did. And, uh, so it made me think of him and anyway, so I, like, I guess my point of talking about this dude is like, I really appreciated the fact that, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but the way that I, I translated this was that he took a really professional approach to like, Hey, this could have been a really great moment for a, a lot of people, but they made it a really shitty moment for a lot of people. And he said, most importantly, it's not about us. Yeah, we had a bad day. We, the band, had a shitty day. Nothing happened that was supposed to happen. But also, what about the stagehands, the stage manager, the catering, like everybody that was there to make sure that this day ran smoothly? They were working their asses off and they got fucked over by production. Like that was his main point. And he's like, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but that's who fucked this up. And he's like, I don't think this festival was planned properly from the beginning. So he's like, it's not about us. It's about those people that worked so hard to make sure that we got on stage. And then the fans that got ultimately got screwed over in the end. Right. So I really appreciated him. So let me just, uh, well, you guys tell me what you think. And I, I we can kind of skip around, but I'll so, let him kind of intro it and we'll go from there. I don't know. So while you're while you're pulling that up, can you compare this to like Guns N' Roses canceling on St. Louis? I think it's worse. You think so? And I've seen, yeah, well, I've seen like the amount of like displeased fans who are demanding their money back and are threatening lawsuits. Like this is a pretty big deal. Threatening I've lawsuits the, just because they're wanting their money back on their tickets or what? Ticket like ticket gouging and like being overcharged and not getting what they were said they were paying for, that type of thing. Gotcha. So <clears throat> he mentions in this video Firefest and like that's oh, ultimately really? what people feel like it it kind of <clears throat> what it was. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, see um, so see down here, tank the tech. That's what that's I didn't realize that was a dude, yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah I'm this a, is the I dude. So is, yeah. <clears throat> he tour manages a shit ton of bands and he does not do and he actually makes it a point to say like hey i'm not electric callboy's uh full-time tour manager um and oh by the way this was their first time to north america oh really no that sucks yeah yeah, yeah they don't they've notoriously been like yeah we don't want to leave europe to go on tour and they finally gave in and did it and this this is one of the experiences they have now, obviously they, they have their own they have their own tour scheduled, so they're going to do just fine with that. But like you know, they booked festivals, and this is one of the one of the things that happened. So anyway, I'll, I will we'll just make for it. an interesting video. Because to be honest, I was not planning on doing any content while I was on tour. Uh, I think at this point, it's no secret to anybody that I am currently on tour with Electric Cowboy. I'm tour managing the Techno World Tour in North America. We just finished four shows in a row, and I'm finally on a day off. We're in Boston, just sitting in a hotel room. And like I said, I wasn't originally going to film content, but uh, something happened at our first show of this little run of four days when we were at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. And by now, I'm sure everybody that's into rock and metal that's been on the internet has heard about what's going on. And um, I finally decided I, I want to talk about this. And... Originally, I wasn't going to because it's a weird spot to be in in the music industry when stuff like this happens. Nobody wants to speak out and burn bridges and stuff like that. But after seeing what some of the fans were saying about this, this is just one of those moments where I feel like when stuff like this happens, 
people need to be held accountable. I, I, I mean, I just, I honestly just want to share my experience. Uh, before I really dive into anything, I do just want to preface. So this is the really important thing too. And this is why I think this dude, I like this, this guy's approach. He several times throughout this says, Hey, keep in mind, this was our experience. Other bands might've had it completely different, but this is, this was our experience. So again, when I say people need to be held accountable, it's for our experience, not the entire experience, you know, but then you mirror that with all the people, all the fans complaining about it and other bands. It's like, Oh, but good on him for that. I, I mean, I, again, I, you get, you get so visceral when it comes to stuff like this. And I, you know, I personally would have been like, where do I start? Let me just throw everyone under the bus. But <laughs> this by saying everything in this video is my opinion. This is my experience when we were there. This is my opinion. Uh, do not hold anything I say to or like it's the same opinion that Electric Cowboy or their crew has. If they want to speak about it, they can. If any of the other bands want to speak about it, they can. This is just everything from me. Uh, I do not plan on editing this video. This is going to be just a sit here and talk kind of video. So um, let's get into this. Uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival is held in Alton, Virginia. Um, one of the major festivals that people are really, you know, looking forward to every year because it always has a really, really good, sick, killer lineup. I was especially looking forward to this one. I thought it was going to be really good. The day that we were there had a killer lineup. I was excited to see some friends and stuff like that. So I'm going to walk you through the entire process of what happened and what I saw with my own eyes and kind of even from a production standpoint, tell you how this works. The way that I tour manage is that a month in advance from every show, um, I advance shows with production managers. And what that means is I reach out to them and I talk to them about every aspect of the show production wise, what's going on at their location, what kind of setup they have, what they're going to do for parking the buses, loading the gear, hospitality backstage, where the dressing room is going to be. Every little thing about a show, I talk to production managers ahead of time. I also tell them what we're going to have, what kind of gear, what kind of power we need, how many people, how many buses, every little single detail. No band goes into a show on a professional level just walking in with stuff and being like, hey, we're here and figuring it out because... There's too much detail involved. So a month before Blue Ridge Rock Fest, I advanced with their production manager for the festival, went over everything. I sent them our touring documents. We have an entire rider with everything that we're gonna be carrying. Um, it goes from gear to who's traveling with us, how many crew people we have, what we need for power, what we need for space, stuff like that. So they had all of our information ahead of time. Not only that, but they give me their tech specs as well. So I knew exactly what we were gonna have at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I knew what things were gonna be. And I also do phone calls with people. And for Blue Ridge Rock Fest, I specifically did two different phone calls, one with a production manager, one with the head of artist relations that's in charge of like transportation back and forth, hospitality, parking, all that stuff. So it's not like we didn't communicate. I've talked to these guys multiple times. And even a week before shows, I reach out again just to make sure that nothing has changed. So going into Blue Ridge Rock Fest, we had a plan. We were told where we were going to park the buses. We were aware that we were going to be cross-loading to the stage. We knew our set times. We pretty much knew everything. We knew what power was going to be. Like, you get the point. It's everything. We roll into Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Uh, we were there on the Friday 
uh, was that the ninth? I think the ninth. Sorry, my days are really messed up. And I know a lot of people saw on the eighth, the Thursday, they had some crazy weather. I saw videos from friends that were there that it looked like a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. So I expected the grounds to be kind of wet, you know, things to be a little disorganized, but I had no idea how it was going to be. So we showed up there at about 9.30, 10 in the morning, and I was originally told we were going to park our buses at the artist compound. I checked in at artist relations, and I started texting the people that I was supposed to text when I got there, and very quickly it realized like nobody really knew what was going on. Uh, I started getting texts from like six different people that were in charge of different things, and we were kind of hanging out for like an hour before anybody really knew what was happening. Got it. Okay. So I feel that's a good setup, right? Yeah. Give me, give me immediate, your thoughts. Immediate red flags, obviously. I mean, you know, and this guy's pro enough to know. Like, I mean, I mean, this is this is why, you know, brown M and M's. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. So, but there, there was a really key thing he said there, talking about how he knew about the weather. Okay. So this this is just this is just again my brain working the way it works. Now again, if I'm him, this is what I'm thinking. If I hear Thursday night they have shit weather, and it already has become a shit show, I'm immediately going. I better be getting some communication, or I need to be making some communication. But all things considered, to be fair, he should be expecting it because things didn't go according to plan day one. I'm going to show up on day two. Let me know what I'm walking into. Right. And yeah. one of the things that I saw uh, someone tweeted was, and I think he even mentions it in this video, but he, I don't know if he says who, and I wish I could remember who it was, but someone tweeted, it was a guy from a European band or a band from Europe who, you know, they do all the festivals in Europe. He goes, honestly, like if this festival if this were in Europe, this festival would have been shut down. It wouldn't have made it to day two, given all that had happened on day one and how bad things were going production-wise and everything like that. Um, so, again, I kind of I, I echo the sentiment like, where's the communication about what we're walking into? You know, now, again, that's a big ask because you have a sh shit ton of bands. You have a shit ton of crew. You have everybody to take care of. But when you book something like this, you gotta there has to be something right there has to be a contingency plan somewhat or am i asking for too much well i mean these festivals the, this large happen all over the u.s every year i mean so it's not like they this do. is a new I mean, thing i mean i think i mean it always comes down to the money right <laughs> but like when you have something like of that high caliber and like you know that much production to be done in you know three four days however long it is i mean there's got to be somebody actually there's got to be at least two or three people who come together and call the shots of what's going to happen next right yeah and it's it sounds like that didn't filter down you know uh, and like all i can think about is woodstock woodstock 99 <laughs> yeah like yeah. when i when i wa when i watched this and when i saw all the tweets and the facebook posts and the mm. The Instagram stories, I was like, "Oh my god, this just feels like Woodstock '99." Like, so g just me, you have so, you have you have guys who are in charge that don't know really know what's going on, right? 
So, I mean, can you give me an idea? So we're talking like there's production issues and stuff like, um, I mean, so we don't have to watch 36 minutes of this. Like what, give me an idea of what the issues are that they're having that, that, that communication is not fixing. Yeah. And I wish I had timestamps. I do know that around, I can pick a spot. I'll get close to, I, there's another thing that I want you guys to hear him say. So essentially what happens is they show up and like he said, they thought they were going to park at the artist compound. No. They had to park a mile and a half away. Um, so first problem they have is they the buses have to be a mile and a half away. There are no trailers. There are no nothing to get their gear from that point to where it needs to be. There are no forklifts. There is nothing like. And then also there are no there are no people there to take their drivers to the hotel because their drivers have just driven for several hours. They need to sleep. Cause they have a place to be the next day. Right. So like when, you know, when this happens, like <laughs> those bus drivers aren't at the festival sitting around thumbing their asshole. They're sleeping. They right. are, they're zonked out sleeping so that they can fucking drive all night, you know, throughout the night that, you know, that evening following to the following morning. So, uh, nobody's there to take the uh, bus drivers to their hotel. So the bus drivers have like a two hour delay of getting on their sleep in and then they uh they have a green room that doesn't have ac and they're basically told like we're working on it sorry and it's oh by the way it's 100 degrees 95 like 100 degrees so essentially the band just sits outside you know in the weather now again that's he even says this he's like this may be sound diva to everybody but when you have a band and a crew who all right, fine. We don't have air conditioning, but we also don't have water. We don't have catering. And he several times throughout this goes, Hey, look, we didn't have catering, but we saw people trying to make it happen. So he's like, I want to give a shout out to those people. They tried. They just did not have the resources to make it happen. Like they weren't, they were set up to fail. Um. So then when it's time for them to go do press, they don't, the, the press schedules fucked up. And then they had a dude who was waiting on them to go do like a podcast. And that's basically said like, you know, that he had to text the dude or call the dude and be like, Hey man, uh, I don't think we can make it because they're telling us we have to be, Oh no, here's the funny part. So they had to do a signing. So every band, when they go to these festivals, they do a signing. People come bring shit. They sign it. They booked them for another band signing. Okay. So what do you have is you have band members, they're signing shit and he's like off to the side and he's somebody he's like says somebody comes and grabs him and is like hey i don't think these people know that electric callboy is sitting at this table and he's like what he's like i think we took someone else's signing spot oh shit so these people think they're meeting a different band right so sure enough he goes to somebody in production they're like oh yeah we fucked that up so the band who thought they were signing showed up and they're like, uh, very graciously, like waiting, like, uh, I think we're supposed to be doing this now. And like, so they had to be like, yeah, this, this, sorry guys. And no hard feelings amongst the band. So they leave, the other band comes. So that threw the schedule off by like two hours. They had to skip this podcast. So the entire time while they're doing all this press, he's going back to the, the trailers being like, Hey, did they come get the gear yet? No. Hey, did they come get the gear yet? No. No trailers, no forklifts, no stagehands. They had zero stagehands booked. Zero. So finally, what? 
Zero stagehands booked. So it's just their crew sitting there waiting. That's it. So like they finally go, all right, we're done with press for the day. We need to make sure that we get our stuff on the stage. Right. And this is still several hours before they have to play. But, you know, when you have production for a big festival like this, you it takes time. So they go back, still nothing. So he's on he, he this guy, this one guy is frantically texting, calling people, you know, uh, working with the stage manager who, again, he's like, dude, this dude was great. He worked his ass off. He tried to do what he could with what he had. And then so finally they get one stagehand to come help them. But still, by the way, no forklift, no anything to get the gear there. So like. What are you, you going to lift this yourself, bro? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, where is the, where is our help? Like, how are we going? Like, are we going to wheel this stuff ourselves? Like it's warp tour in 1998. Like, what are we doing? So, uh, eventually they get, uh, the necessary equipment there to get the gear on stage. When they get the gear on stage, they have a video set up that they do. Right. Stage manager comes and it's like, uh, we don't have the power for that. And this dude's like, dude, we submitted this a month in advance. How do you know? Like, what do you mean you don't have the power for it? He's like, we just don't. We can't handle it. He He's like, we didn't bring our own power because we advanced this. We were told that the power would be here. So now you're telling us we can't use this. And then he goes, yeah, one of the other bands had the power. So we borrowed some other band's power to make sure that the video worked. Um <laughs> And, you know, to be honest with you, in this 36-minute video, he never once mentions the band's performance. And, like, if it went well, if they had issues, which is neither here nor there at this point. Like, it's been a shit show. But he never once mentions that, which I found interesting because I'd be curious to know how the band did, you know? Yeah. Because they went on at, like, 7.30. So we're talking about, like, it's summer still, so it's, like, not dark yet. It's getting close to getting like starting to be dark, you know, I'd be curious to know how it went. So then he talks about, you know, they play the show. It took several hours to get the gear back, several hours to get the bus drivers back, get everything. So, you know, everything was delayed. Um, their bus drivers who could have been sleeping an extra three hours just sat there in the buses for three hours. And, you know, they were even given the option of like, do you want to go back and maybe catch like, an hour to like, no, we're here. We're just, we're, we're going to power through, which is incredibly dangerous. If you think about it, you know, when you're dealing with guys who they need to be alert and awake at all times, you know, when you're fucking with their routine, that's when it becomes like, all right, this is a huge problem. But, you know, yeah. One of the things he talks about is just like this, this is not on the stage manager or anyone they had helping them. This is on production. Production didn't have it together. So let me see what I can find here in the video. We're just going to go to like here and see what happens. On for a while. Uh, I'll try and wrap this video up quick. Um, at one point in the conversation, the festival promoter looked at me and said, are you the roadie that has the YouTube channel? Are you Tank the Tech? I said, yes. <laughs> this is a good spot. I could see it in his face immediately. Like, he didn't even have to say anything. I saw it in his face, like, oh, fuck. Like, he was like, dude, I like your channel. I've seen it. But I, I know in that moment he realized, like, this guy might say something. 
And originally I was not going to, because like I said, it is very taboo sometimes for people in the industry to talk about things like this. But here's the thing. I don't work for Electric Callboy full time. I'm just tour managing this North American tour. And uh, I feel as though people should be held accountable for this. And that's why I'm talking about this. Again, this was the most unorganized, unprofessional, unsafe production I've ever been a part of in my entire life touring. I can't speak for any of the other bands because I don't know how it was on other stages. Like I like we were not on the main stage. I don't know how it was, you know, for bands like Slipknot and Danzig that were there the same day. But I do have friends. I do have friends in a lot of camps that were on the other stages. And I heard a lot of the same things from other people. Um, you know, I, I did thank the promoter. I was like, dude, thank you for having us. You know, it's just this doesn't work. This didn't work. This is this is a horrendous shit show. It is an absolute dumpster fire. And you guys should be embarrassed for putting this on. Those are my exact words. Um, and I found out that this promoter is the promoter for some other festivals that are great festivals in the US, like metal and rock productions. So I don't understand how that happened. The only thing I can think of is that the production staff that was hired for this festival absolutely dropped the ball on everything. That's the only thing I can think of. Because again, the people that were working on the ground, the stage managers, the stage hands, the catering people backstage, the hospitality, the artist relations people, the vendors, they were trying their hardest and I appreciate them. And it just, they were thrown, again, thrown to the wolves. They, they, did, they had no support, no help, no nothing. Yeah, so you get the idea. Good on this dude. I mean, I, I again, I appreciate this dude for like taking the sort of like professional approach to this. Again, he could have just, you know, he could have been on a rant, and that's it. I still really need one of those. What hoodies. do you guys think? The hoodie is dope. The is <laughs> I like dope. the hoodie a lot. <laughs> it is a good hoodie. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's that's a bad day of work, you know. I mean, everybody gets them, but it's it's. It sucks whenever uh, you've got a situation where it's basically just like out of your control, right? I mean, that's it sounds like, you know, he was he did his best to try to get the information ahead of time. And like, I, I don't know, is is I, I don't know if he does he state like if that's like a production like company that was hired out or if it was like, you know, this piece here, this piece here. Uh, I don't know. He never says who it is, but yeah, he said it was a, they hired a production company to, to do it. And yeah. gotcha. but he never yeah, says I'm who sure, it is. I'm sure again, you can good, figure good it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You probably could. Yeah. You could easily look that up, but yeah, I mean, looking for him for not even doing that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, say your piece, tell your story, be professional. And I think he was that. That's a bummer, man. I mean, I, I, I love festivals like that, man. I've been to quite a few and you and I have played a few and I think like, I don't get as invested into the production of it as a tour manager does. You know, I just want to know like, when do we play? Yeah, well, we you're a singer. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. So you don't That's have to. <laughs> Say, where's my point. where's my mic at? Okay, cool. I mean, you know. No, where's your mic at? I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a mic to use. Right. So uh, I, I, mean, I think, you know, 
I've never done anything as big as uh, oh, you know, God, Blue Ridge. No. Like, you know, that's that's a whole other ballpark. Well, you know. but see, like, here's the thing. Like, does size, this is going to sound funny, does size matter? I think, I, mean, like, I think if you're, if we're comparing like one of the side stages to like probably one of the bigger productions I've been a part of, then I've, I've probably been close to that, but m- m- maybe not. But um, no, I just mean, I mean, like, as far as like it work, it being a, a, a well oiled machine, you know, does the amount of bands booked on a given amount of days matter as much as like, we know we need production for this and this and that and this and that. Let's make it happen. Does that make sense what I'm asking? I'm trying to like yeah. articulate that. Are you comparing my, like a two day point fest to a Blue Ridge festival? Like, is that is that what you're trying to compare? Well, no. But what I'm trying to do is say like, should the quality they, they, of the production be the same for either exactly. one? Exactly. Definitely, definitely the quality of like safety. I'll tell you right now, I've never been a part of a lower tier fest that didn't have a stage hand. I've never been a part of a lower tier fest that didn't have some type of catering. I've never been a part of a lower tier fest that didn't have, you know, there may have been some problems with like timing for, you know, a podcast or uh, a signing or an interview, whatever. But like, that's like a typical thing. It's like just timing things that are, timed out icky and they didn't work out or whatever. And, um, you know, you, you kind of work through that. I'm sure that TM knows that. Uh, but like, I like the, the, the no stage hand thing that is bonkers. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, look, the pops stage at point fest, right. And in comparison, a nothing festival, that has a local uh local band stage right that stage has stage hands <laughs> you know and you know that that is efficiently organized so i like when you say the size doesn't matter it does it shouldn't i guess is the, right. the answer to that when it comes to production and comes to taking care of the artists you know it shouldn't however many bands you have booked i don't care if it's 100 or 10 you you need to have the 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 necessary resources to make the sh- make sure the show runs smoothly for those artists. Period. You know, and if you're if you've overwhelmed yourself and you've overextended and cut back somewhere, you know, uh, yeah, it just sucks, man. I, I I don't like hearing stories like that because I get excited when I see a lineup like that. I want that for like for myself as much as I want it. Or I want that for other people as much as I want it for myself. That that right, is a right. really insane experience. That like when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like dude, I I didn't go to my first music festival until I was like late teens, right? And but when I was a kid, I remember uh, my sister went to college in Kansas City. And they had the Kansas City Blues and Jazz Festival every year out there. And it was it's huge. I mean, huge. It's a huge deal out there for them. Or was. I don't know how big it is anymore. I mean, but uh, I remember when I was a kid, we were visiting. And I went there that day. And I just remember being in awe of, like, all the stages and all the people and all the music. And, like, oh, my God, this would be so fun. Like, you know, I had just started playing guitar and, like, you know, you know, 
I just remember going, this fucking feels awesome. This feels like such a cool experience. Now, obviously I'm a kid and I don't know shit, but like that changes some people. You want that experience to go well for everyone or you right. want it to, you want to try, you know, that, I guess that's my point of telling that story. So like, it's a bummer that you have a festival with so many great bands that kind of just, you know, it's a, it's going to go down as one of those, like a Woodstock 99 or whatever. Maybe they'll recover. Who knows? I hope they do. Uh, but... it's, I, I find it interesting that it's like on the heels of, or, you know, uh, uh, what's the one out in the desert? Burning Man having all oh, yeah. the issues too. I mean, like, I don't think it had problems with, you know, stuff except for the weather. But I mean, yeah, what a nightmare that is. Yeah, that's the yeah. first time that's ever happened, right? Like, I mean, it was like massive flooding and stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not aware of it flooding other times. I mean, it's the desert, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> should have listened to Al Gore. You know, I mean, we're having problems. <laughs> like, <yeah. coughs> old sad face Gore. He knows yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys want to get out of here? I think so. Sure. Let's Al, Al Gore is probably a good spot to leave. <laughs> <laughs> if you found yeah. yourself talking about Al Gore, then it's probably a good time. Probably a good spot to leave you. Yeah. Yeah. They're just burning the effigy of man bear pig out in the desert. <laughs> 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 All right, we're out.